Hey guys, uh, Jamie here, uh, just before the episode starts, um, just wanted to let you know, unfortunately we've had a couple of audio issues this week, uh, it decided to record with a uh, healthy amount of reverb, uh, which we didn't notice until I got uh, into editing the podcast, um, we've tried to get rid of it, uh, but a little bit still remains, apologies for that. Uh, but just imagine that you listen to us in a massive concert hall and, and we're way more successful than we are. Uh, and the episode's still great and fun, uh, so uh, let's get into the show. Welcome to our brand new show. It's not that complicated, so listen close. We'll go through IMDb, reviewing all of Tom Hanks' movies. Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank. Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank. I've got to, I've got to up my funny quotient with my funny potion, also <laughs> known as alcohol. I okay, s- I, I saw you hit record, getting ready to say that. You were like, oh, I've got something funny to say. Better hit record now. I've just got a bonus of plus five funny, Jamie. Let's do it again. <laughs> Once again, a visual-based ah, joke. A visual-based stroke Jamie, right off the bat. I've raised my base stat of funny up by 20. Let's start the podcast. How are you doing today? How dare you try I'm to get into actual conversation? Whoa. We need to do the actual intro, which is... Hello, and welcome to Hanks Hank, the show where we chronologically review Tom Hanks' entire IMDb. Uh, I'm Jamie Lockton, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Al. Say hello, Al. Hello, Al! It's hey. For some Come reason, on, my son. I was feeling in the mood for it. Oh, I felt I needed a triumphant we've got return. the funny juice, Jamie, I'll tell you what. Uh, we've, we've taken a week off recording. We're yeah. revitalised. Yeah. Oh. We, 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 we were definitely on a bit of a low energy. Wait. High five. Yeah, we were definitely on a bit of a low energy oh, yeah. last episode. <laughs> well, we're back. We're revitalised. We've had two sips of alcohol and we are Woo! so buzzed. As it turns out, recording three episodes in one week is not the Bad way to idea. make great content. Apparently project. taking 10 days off sends us Brilliant. insane. Oh, no, it, um, 100%. So sorry, you asked me a question. Are you, how are you feeling? Yeah, really good. Thanks. I have a few stories to tell. Thanks sure, <laughs> so, for setting me up for that. Lay it on um, so I was going to tell some stories about my holiday, but fuck that, some shit happened. Basically, all I was going to say was I was on holiday in Greece. We were in a villa uh, and we were next to a goat farm. We were literally right next to a goat farm and we had to pretend that we couldn't smell goat shit for a week. It was Ooh. fucking hilarious. But I don't want to tell that story. What I do want to tell is a story about how I was at an audition today. Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> this will run a series of things where I came into your house today yeah. And I mentioned it, and then, or either of us would mention something, yeah, and then yeah, we'd go, like, save, save it for the podcast. podcast. Jamie, so, this is... Just importantly, sorry, we don't have a relationship outside of this no, podcast. No, 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 we only speak... When this finishes, we both shut down oh, yeah. and stay still for a week until we record again. So yeah, I had an audition today. Nothing important. It was for a commercial. Uh, I won't mention what brand, because I think I'd get in trouble. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, Jamie here again from the uh, edit room also known as my bedroom. Um, I'm about to tell a story uh, about an audition I went on. Um, and as I said, uh, I, I was clever enough not to uh, mention the the brand, but I do mention um, a celebrity's name. Uh, and unfortunately, I have subsequently got a callback for this audition, and I have realized I could actually get in quite a lot of trouble um, <laughs> for mentioning this person's name. Um, so it will be bleeped out uh, in the story. 
Uh, all you need to know uh, to get the full effect of the story is that A, it is a celebrity that is way too well known for me to be possibly working with them. Uh, and B, that they are very, very tall. Uh, but that's all you need to know. Uh, so yeah, the, uh, the name will be bleeped out because I'm an idiot. Uh, back to the show. Um, but I was making my way to the audition. Plenty of time. Arrived uh, uh, at the station uh, about 20 minutes before my uh, slot was supposed to be. And it just, my phone decided that was the perfect time to update. So I couldn't access Google Maps and could not look where the, uh, where the casting place was. Um, now, I did know from having looked it up previously that yep. it wasn't a long walk. Mm -hmm. So I was just sort of wandering around sort of Tottenham Gore Road, looking down roads and thinking... Is this the sort of road that a casting studio would be in? Does this look like the kind of place a casting... No, this road is way too nice for a casting studio that I would be going to, to be on. Um, and very fortunately, I eventually got um, it sorted, but I was walking around staring at my phone like at 90% yep, yep. for about 10 minutes. I arrived about 10 minutes late and they said, no, it's fine, we're running that. I'm like, God. Um, and they gave me the sides. Uh, sure. For those of you who aren't in the industry, that's an industry talk for script. But, uh, I could have said script, but I wanted to flex and say <laughs> sides um, and lo and behold and I probably shouldn't reveal this because if anyone hears it I would get in trouble but I found out it was a, for a commercial with what now firstly I thought wow that's insane for my agent to not tell me that ahead of time but then I remembered a very key feature of and, and a pretty key feature of me now for those of you who don't know or me He's about six foot ten. Yep, yep. And I'm about five foot eight. They wouldn't be able to frame us in the same shot. I was dead in the water, Al. I just looked at that and thought, I'm fucked. Why am I here? There is no shot where it looks normal for me and him to be in the same shot. Conversely, and if you do get a skip, we have to go back in and out of this segment. Maybe they wanted that height disparity between the someone comedy. very tall and someone very small. I appreciate, though, that your age uh, like we on the pod uh, know you to be the country's number one football fan. <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, so clearly the casting agents have the right man yeah. to hire Jamie for more projects. Yeah. Um, so those are my stories. You got any stories before we start this stupid uh, podcast? So I just got some I got some feedback from listeners, which is always great. Uh, we'll create a new section. Not sure what it's called yet. If you've got any great names, please text me or send me a WhatsApp, whatever. Uh, or if you don't know me at all, on Instagram, follow me at, at DJKLG, I think, and then message me there. Sign into my DMs. Anyway. Two interesting tidbits of information. So one comes from uh, Alice, who was someone we know, and someone we know is someone, is we, someone know. we know. <laughs> Jess passed away. Hi, Alice. Uh, who told me that uh, she mentioned, uh, we did mention the podcast, although we had, chat about, had chatted about it in person, that obviously the name uh, Madison uh, didn't used to be a girl's name. It actually came about because of the film uh, Splash. Yeah. So when they see uh, Madison Avenue, they go, oh, you can call Madison. That's a joke, which doesn't play now at all because it's a name now. Lots of people call Madison. Um, but interestingly, one fun fact, the name Wendy didn't exist before Peter Pan. Beforehand, it was a kind of, oh. again, a super name. Came Was put into Peter Pan and after that becomes a name, which is very interesting. Cool. Uh, um, I wasn't really listening, so I've sure, got... Um, sure. <laughs> Pal's Pontifications mm -hmm. uh, is my first thought for the, the segment Ooh. name. Um, <laughs> Pete Apostrophe Al. I like it. <laughs> yes. I like it. Okay, that's all I've got so far. Carry sure. on. I will carry on uh, not listening and thinking of other the names other for the segment. The other one uh, comes from a uh, friend and listen to the show, Patricia, 
uh, who uh, just listened to the episode five, and although she says it might be super late, she tells me that the medical term for a person's dying breath is called uh, agonal breathing, which okay. is relevant because I think... Where did we mention a So I think breath? we said that like, by the end of the show, the Fonz going... Saying his catch rate, I don't know. Oh yeah, which was like a man's like a man's Yeah, no, I do remember that. Yes. Um, okay, so uh, friends forts is my other friends. one. Well, I like it's, it's a little yeah. bit cockney. Yeah, yeah. but you friends know, it's leading into my footballing character. It's friends forts. Friends forts. Friends forts. <laughs> and I genuinely quite like that. So if we do do this in the future, I will continue to call it friends forts. Friends forts. It's really and again, frankly, I will like to say you don't have to be our friend. No. To give us that feedback and for us to spend it on the show. If you listen to this podcast, you are our friend. That's true. And you can qualify for Friends Thoughts. Friends Thoughts. <laughs> no, no, no one can see this, but we are doing, I don't know how to describe this, almost a horizontal dab. I, I want I would you to say, imagine uh, Friends Thoughts. That you were a DJ with yeah. two discs. Yeah. And simultaneously you move the discs to the left and then you move the discs to the right. I would say a horizontal dab either yeah. side is a pretty well, good. Like Fritz like thoughts. like a like a thirteen year old like, that doesn't know how to like dab. You, going, uh, you say in bolts, but you don't have the self confidence to go the full way up. <laughs> yeah, and the full way up. Yeah, so it's just horizontal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like to stand out from the crowd, but you like More to get visual based bits for this podcast. Yes, guys, uh, HBO, please give us our podcast special uh, live on your show, <laughs> and we will be able to show people this. Oh God, have you got any more? French Thoughts! French Thoughts! Uh, no, currently we're just on two. Two French Thoughts! Uh, but again, <laughs> not, not a great indictment for the show. Well, no, no, oh, no, wait, actually, no, better than we, zero. Do, we do have my friend, I told you this. What was uh, this? A friend of uh, our, but mine, uh, who did our, um, uh, should I say her name? Yes. Yeah, um, she out. did. She did our, the design for our podcast logo, Evie White. Lovely, uh, lovely girl. Good incredibly friend of mine now from uh, Incredibly Talented. We love our logo. But she messaged me to say. <laughs> I listened to your podcast while sunbathing and fell asleep. <laughs> Which, it's you know, it's, it's a specific genre of podcast, you know, mm-hmm. the, the one that you mm-hmm. listen to while you go to sleep. It's not the one we're going for. I mean, look, it's a niche and it helps yeah. people along. And but to keep you know what? The drugs All I daily. care is she downloaded. We've got to get those Again, numbers up. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to find your grandparents, okay? They care well, about we're getting the plug section oh, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go to your grandparents, you go, hi, you spend some time with them. It is all a ruse. I want you to take their phone and download every episode of the podcast. They're never going to listen to it. They don't know what a podcast is. Uh, Granny Tor, if you listen to this, then I'm really sorry. And then I want to make sure that you go to their friends, you go over to their bingo group and you get their phones and you download it as well, okay? okay. What we're saying is plug the show. We have no soul. We don't have a Patreon, but we also don't have any self-respect. No. Um, now, we have been recording for about eight minutes Damn. now without at all mentioning anything. to. I, I did the opening. You did the opening. You know, the show where we uh, review Tom Hanks and Tyrone sure, TV. Sure. Um, but let's 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 plow through. Let's give them a sure. little bit more about what this show is, as always. Yeah, yeah. And I would like to remind you that the segment we've yeah, created yeah, after this is you have to come up with yeah, a convoluted yeah. pop media metaphor. Sure, sure. So sure. this is the show where um, aliens have invaded and they've demanded that we prove our worth to them so we can join the United States of space. Um, and we are doing that by showing them the works of our greatest human. Uh, for some reason, me and Al have been put in charge of this and we've decided that our greatest human is the venerable Tom Hanks. So we couldn't possibly show him them 
all of his works because no. as we are learning through these first 11 episodes mm-hmm. it would not be convincing oh it would not so uh, we have to go through all of his IMDB and whittle out the good ones the good ones go in what's called the Hanks Bank the collection of Tom Hanks movies and TV shows that we're going to show to the aliens to prove our worth to join the United States of Space Al it's like it's like the CD or audio tape collection now that's what I call music except it's now that's what I call Tom Hanks films we get the best of them we put them on an album that you buy them for nine pounds each year rather than supporting the artists individually pretty good one i would like to say we will not be actually selling tom hanks movies off this podcast that would be illegal that would be illegal much like i think mentioning (laughs) i mean probably (laughs) i don't think they'd be happy i didn't mention who it was can i guess the type of advert or would that be going too far? Ah, I mean, you can guess. I so mean, if you get I it bang on. I recently <laughs> watched a Champions League game. That's the second league in the UK, I think. No, and Championship is the second league in the UK. Champions League is the European competition sure, sure. between all the best teams. And I hadn't realised, because most of the games I watch are like on the BBC, when there aren't big ones on the BBC yeah. or whatever, so no adverts. Uh, holy shit, there are a lot of gambling adverts. Yes, yes, lots of them. Um... I can neither confirm nor deny, but no. No, <laughs> no it's not. <laughs> Don't know if I'm allowed to whittle it down if we just kept on going until we just got right going. on the brand. Well, we'll stop there. Next week, I'll make um, another guess. Right, um, so 10 minutes into this podcast. Let's get started. As yeah. always, we um, have the historical context and then the show context. Yeah. Um, this week, we've been flip-flopping back and forth for a few weeks. We didn't do that originally. Now yeah. we are seemingly to alternate. So this week, you have been, histor- been given historical yeah. context. Now... Dear listeners, I would like to, you to cast your mind back to episodes seven and episodes nine when Al was given historical context. And, and on both of those occasions, he decided to, uh, on the first one, just tell one story about a Nazi war criminal. I, I mean, um, it was an interesting story. It was an interesting story. It had nothing to do with, um, <laughs> with the time. It or told least, us okay, that Reagan's did... America is pretty we're, crap. We're not relitigating this. Okay, um, Ronald Reagan We're is not relitigating this. <laughs> um, and episode nine, when we were doing a film from 1984, so you gave me a quiz That's on true. the book 1984. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, not something that came no. out in 1984, nor is it at all relevant to the actual year of 1984 so was probably the least historical context we have ever had sure so what have you got for me this week i'm gonna this week i thought to myself what would jamie do so first of all do it well i went to takemeback.com uh (laughs) to find some fun facts turns out there are no fun facts about the day this film comes out comes out on the 16th of august 1985 yeah so only a couple months only a month or so less than a month less than a month after our previous one which is interesting, of course, uh, Tom Hanks at this point being a big enough star that two films come out at the same time. Um, look, on the actual day, there is literally nothing. Uh, someone called Agnes Bruckner and Kristen Melotti. Uh, cool. Born, don't know who they are. Cool. I do know Anna Kendrick was born on August 9th, uh, 1985, so a little bit earlier. There you go. So some other interesting kind of uh, context for the surrounding kind of period, because yeah. obviously we got the rest of the year, the next one's 1986. Yeah, exactly. This is what I've it must be so like to be time. you with all this time to yeah. talk about the year. Um, there are some interesting things. Uh, one, th- th- not a funny thing, there are a lot of plane crashes in the latter half of 1985. Good. Planes so regularly crash. So we're continuing our theme of talking about die. a lot of death the in our is terrible, context. and why would anyone want to travel <laughs> well, backwards it's, it's, in time? It's this weird thing where... Um, you know, people always die. So if we look at Damn. any historical period, so it's going to be a few you, people that die. In terms of some... Uh, I'd be really impressed if we looked. Holy shit, the first six months of 1986, no one, no one died. Oh, actually, uh, just very quickly though, another Friends facts. 
French Forts. French Forts. Come on, you got to fix. French Forts. French Forts. French Forts. My brother, another dear letter, told me that in our first episode. So this is. Family Forts. Family Forts. It's a subsection of French Forts. Um, was talking about in the first episode, you mentioned someone, I think he's called like Chuckling Ray Jones or something. Uh, you thought he was a musician. Yeah, yeah, no, I've. Turns out, boxer. Boxer, yeah, yeah, no, I already got told that by sports. a friend of ours. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, anyway, French Forts, back to the present and people dying. Uh, so, unfortunately, there are some sad ones. Um, so, a girl called Samantha Smith, uh, who was the US's goodwill ambassador to the uh, Soviet States. Okay. Uh, dies horribly in a plane crash. Okay. It is actually quite sad. So as a kid, she basically wrote a uh, letter to the new head of uh, Soviet Russia. And she was like, look, uh, do you plan on ever using nuclear weapons? Uh, please don't. He doesn't write back. But they publish it in Pravda, the kind of big newspaper at the time in, in Russia. And um, uh, she's in here. She sends another letter to the UN ambassador being like, oh, am I going to hear back from Mr. Leader? And uh, it turns out Mr. Leader does send a reply. She then gets invited to Russia. This becomes a big media circus thing. She becomes a kind of... Uh, she goes to Japan, does some goodwill embassy stuff in Japan too. All this is really sweet. And then she horribly dies. And actually, it's... Tries to play crash. Um, it, it, it really shakes Russia. They, you know, they printed stamps of her in Russia. Uh, like a thousand people in the US come to her funeral. It's a sad time. Um, in the UK, there were a series of murders. Well, not a series, one murder called the... Uh, but one event of murders. Very, very definition, not it's a many, series. Many people were murdered in, in the same one house event. in one event. Uh, and it's called the White House Farm Murders. Cool. Uh, it has a massive Wikipedia page. But seemingly, it's just uh, the stepson is assumed to have uh, killed them and went to jail for it. Cool. Um, I know normally I wait to the end mm-hmm. uh, to review your, your segments. I, I have been criticised in the past sure. for mentioning too much death in yeah. Um, yeah. in my historical context. Sure. Uh, but generally, I keep it to, you know... Light? Quite, keep it quite light. Like, I, 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 I keep it on celebrities who died in sure. an interesting she, way. I mean, she was I a celebrity, and playing crashes are interesting, Jamie. What are you talking about? Okay, really but either way, I, I kind of do it in a way like, ha, isn't that crazy? Okay, let's move on. Not like... Okay, guys, so we're going to talk okay. about a child dying for a little bit yeah, now. Yeah, we're going to get <laughs> Jamie once again. I'm telling you, Evie sure. is fucking dead asleep right there now. There are two things then. Okay, so uh, we're going to go on to one which is more context of the show and one last fun fact for you, number okay. one football fan. Uh, in the year, actually, uh, two more facts. One is not football related. Co- uh, Comic Relief starts in se- uh, on think. Christmas Day in 1995. Hey, that's comedy. That is co- uh, light that relief. Is, Comic is, Relief. I mean, sure, I guess you could say, but even better than that, and maybe my favourite death. And oh, this, this sounds rather bad, <laughs> but Jock Stein, the manager of the Scotland uh, football team, um, gets a heart attack and dies on the pitch. After Scotland draw <laughs> in their qualifiers against the Wildcats, <laughs> oh, you shouldn't laugh, but we oh. shouldn't laugh. But on the same end, <laughs> as, a, as a Scottish person, I can understand the level of shock yeah. that that took. So you know what? Um, yeah, he collapsed and died from heart attack at the end of the season. One-one draw with Wales, and then he parked Cardiff, which he cured. And I just feel so bad, but also that's low-key kind of funny. I mean, also, he went out at the best possible moment in his life. Yeah, I, I think we need to pour out uh, everyone across the world for Jogstein uh, and his good work in getting Scotland to the uh, who died to the due Cup. to the historic failures of the Scottish football team <laughs> and was uh, apparently surprised at the draw. So yeah. uh, you know, good on him. Uh, so the other one, of course, is on to uh, the Peace Corps, 
which is an interesting thing, right? So, okay, so we should mention this film is about the Peace Corps yeah, before you just Peace randomly mention no, no, the Peace and Corps. And I'm sure there are a couple of fun facts about it, which I'm sure you're going to mention in your show context. No. <laughs> okay, in which You case, can talk about the Peace Corps. Uh, sure, and then I might throw in one into your uh, okay. show context section. Um, the Peace Corps, and you, they kind of show this at the beginning of this film, right? So Kennedy gets elected... Uh, the 60s election 61 yeah, gets so this sworn is based in 19, it's made in 1985 it's based in 62 um, and in 61 he'll get sworn in you have the kind of classic speech ask not what uh, your country you can, can do, do for you, you ask what you, you can, can do, do for, for your country, country. Oh, amazing impressions oh, from both of us oh, it's just, it's why specific. are we doing this we should be we should hit, hitting the clubs doing hitting the clubs duo Kennedys oh, I thought you should have been walking into the clubs as though we were Kennedys <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, I mean that would also yes, be effective I had one of your finest uh, lagers um, that went Australian for a second uh, so in the lead up uh, in, in his presidential campaign he's running against Nixon at the time uh, and Kennedy proposes the Peace Corps he says basically why don't we offer an alternative uh, to the army in a way so it basically with the Peace Corps if you volunteered to do it you wouldn't end up getting drafted which obviously was one attraction for it um, but you know it, was a, it meant to be this kind of way of uh, offering an alternative to the worldview that America was this kind of imperialistic force going around uh, kind of imposing its will all around the world and in a time where America was you know, engaged in a lot of military activity in theory to end the kind of uh, threat of communism and the kind of domino effects. Um, the Peace Corps was meant to be a way of saying America's great and also we help you, right? Yeah. And that's that sort of course of this film in a bit. And I think this film actually interestingly satirizes it pretty yes. well. Yeah. And we'll go on to that. But it, <laughs> the Peace Corps, in many ways, is about going out. It's about, uh, it's kind of a volunteering thing. So I should get a little bit of context. It was something you could go and do. You dedicate two years of your life to it. You get sent to a part of the world, which meant to be in need. And you might do things like teach English. You might do things like in this film, build a bridge or try and build a school or something like that. So basically like a gap year, um, but in theory, more helpful. Um, so yeah, uh, between ch- uh, sad child deaths, J- <laughs> Jock Stein, again, the single best name <laughs> of all time. Uh, and the Peace Corps, those, that's my historical context. That's your historical context. Very historical and lots of context. I applaud you. Thank you. By far the best one you've done. Now, um, before we move on to uh, my show context, um, I think my show context is actually going to quite easily lead on to discussion sure, of the film. Sure. So uh, I'm going to bump up a segment that normally goes after the show context. Uh, and it's a very well-known segment of at this course. point. It's called The Bit Where the Ads Would Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Now, for anyone who hasn't listened before, uh, up until this point... Uh, Weirdly, Al, we we still don't have advertisers. What? I don't know why. Ten episodes in, oh. averaging a, a few listeners in episode, <laughs> people are throwing money at I, I saw you thinking about setting the real number and you decided Guys, not to. guys. Let's not. We um, appreciate all 4,000 of you, okay? <laughs> um, and so what I've been trying to do is show the sort of effort... I, I was about to say we, but really I, uh, would be going to to shill for our advertisers. Oh, and yeah, the sort yeah. of entertainment value I would bring to an ad break yeah. so that, uh, you know, people don't just skip through. Um, Definitely. Now, up until now, uh, I've been doing song parodies. Sure. Uh, where I've been playing the backing track out of my phone uh, and then playing it into the mic and then singing over that. Unfortunately, as we don't have any advertisers, we can't afford a soundboard. So we have yeah, no yeah. way of... Directly feeding in uh, the backing track so I can sing in and then we can hear it. It's all going to be great. So I thought the only logical thing to do 
would be fully fucking recorded ahead of time. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to play it off my phone yeah. in e- earphones for you and me. Oh, God. Um, and, then and, then, and then I'm going to edit it in. Cool. So what we're going to get there is the um, audience is going to have the full sonitary experience sure, of sure. the song, but also get our reactions uh-huh. as it happens. Always great. Um, so while I'm pulling this up, just a little bit of vamping. And this is a note for, um, for Jamie editing. Yeah, I am yeah. pressing play now. Nope, now. Right, that's recording, and I guess let's do this. This might be the dumbest fucking thing I've ever done in my life. Another record session, talking about Tom Hanks show. Audience attention, begging for your promo code. anything out um I, <laughs> I i appreciate that but i would like to say a few things sure alexander what am i doing with my life <laughs> i want to sincerely talk you through the process of sure it. sure <laughs> this took me well over two hours to make it's not good. It's okay at best. And it took me over two hours. I took longer making that 40 second fucking song than I did watching the film for the podcast we did. Ow, what am I doing with my life? I'm not done. I would like to say, so that little jokey thing where I say at the beginning, oh, this is the stupidest thing. Yeah, that was from the first take. And I kept it in because I thought it would keep it nice and light. This took like 40 fucking takes. <laughs> including the first. 20 takes where I was recording into the wrong side of the microphone and I couldn't work out why it sounded so shit <laughs> and then I flipped around and it didn't sound that much better you could tell that I spent like an hour agonising over how much reverb to put on the fucking track and it's not good it's, I'm not a good I'm not done I had a fucking breakdown over this song <laughs> It took so long, and it was still so bad. I'm not a good singer. Why did I commit to this? I was on holiday, and I... Now, I would like to say, I still back the lyrics. I think the lyrics are fucking great. And I wrote those while on holiday. I was sunbathing in Greece, smelling goat shit, and going, you know what I need to fucking... Parody Kenny Loggins right now. That's what the world needs to put in their ear holes. Ow, help. This podcast is sending Okay, Jamie, Jamie, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to take the reins for a second, okay? Yeah, you can I'm, go. I'm gonna, you just let Jesus take the wheel, Jamie. <laughs> um, listeners, you know when sometimes uh, people break down for a bit? <laughs> sometimes people just break down. I can't tell the difference between the two. That was this. Honestly, so, I so don't know at this point. Things. You don't like that thing. I quite like it. I thought, I'm, literally, in the first 30 seconds, I was like, we could release this on iTunes <laughs> and make a solid three pounds. And you know what? I stand by that. We could release that on iTunes or maybe SoundCloud for free. I'm still thinking about it. I think that's great. Uh, number two, you know what, Jamie? For next week, 
I'm gonna get us some advertisers, okay? I'm gonna go get us some advertisers. I'm gonna bring, I, 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 you know, I'll, I'll handle the money. Don't worry about it. You'll get your share, uh, and I will I'll handle the advertisers. And maybe in the future we'll get one of the uh, friends from Frame Thoughts to, uh, you know, dub over the song because you know it, the lyrics is where you really come in. You know, you're yeah. No, I still back the lyrics. I the would lyrics like, are great. I would like. I need. It was Talk for a minute. I sure. need to go and grab the lyrics. That's interesting. Uh, some, some other facts from 1985. There are a lot of uh, riots in the UK, uh, most of which seem to be race riots or started because the police shot someone. That's not really much of a fun fact. I wasn't planning on bringing it up, but, you know, here we are. Uh, so, yeah, that so was So, I'm back. I did not have the lyrics in my bag, so I'm going to have to Google them. Because, again, I would like... Because people might not know the um, the actual lyrics to that begin Danger Zone. And I genuinely... Danger Zone! Everyone, rem everyone remembers that, but they may not remember that it starts... Um, Revving up your engine, listen to a howling row. 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 Obviously, not raw. And so that becomes another record session <laughs> talking about Tom Hanks' show. We then have Metal Under Tension begging you to touch and go. Now, this is, this is where I thought I really nailed it. Audience attention begging for your promo code. That right there is some primo lyrics. And then, of course, we do know the, the amazing cook. <laughs> Which <laughs> segue to yeah, the advert yeah. break. Very clearly where I started this song. I thought I went to the data set. I got segue to the advert break and I thought I have struck gold. So again, I back the lyrics. I, I think I've smashed it there. But all can I all, if all this has proved is I am never, never doing karaoke in my fucking life. Jamie, uh I think we may be onto a hit. But let's uh, talk about some show context, shall we? Let's get this uh, truck back on the road. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Right. So uh, this movie is called Volunteers. It's released in 1985, as we know. Uh, it's made uh, on a $10 million budget. Uh, it makes about $20 million. As we've learned from the last two episodes, really not a lot to say about Tom Hanks movies from this time. Nope. They're not hugely successful. No. They don't make a huge splash. Hey, he did it. Oh, he's done it again. Lyric Master Jamie over here. Ooh, um, Smith over here. But there are a few interesting uh, notes. Obviously, Hanks is reuniting with John Candy, who we saw in Splash. Yeah. Um, and he's also reuniting with Rita Wilson, yes. which is actually something we probably should have mentioned in the Bosom Buddies episode, but I didn't know it at the time. I think she's uh, in season two. Oh, she might be in season two. That might be why we didn't know it. Yeah. Um, but either way, she was appeared in uh, Bosom Buddies with him, uh, and Rita Wilson is his uh, eventual wife. Yes. Uh, and this is when they reunite and end up dating. Um, she is the female love interest in this film. Uh, now, really, the only notable thing that we can dive into, and this is why I think it uh, quite nicely uh, transcends... Transcends? Transitions. Oh, transitions. I'm, I'm still... transcends and transitions. Yeah, I'm, I'm still mentally in the song. <laughs> I'm not fully thinking straight. Um, so, Gede uh, Nato... Watanibe, sorry... Gede Watanabe uh, plays Atun, who is the uh, yep. main Thai character in this film. Sure. Um, uh, and he uh, is most known for a year before this, playing in 16 Candles, Long Duck Dong, which uh, is already, you, I, I mean, assume you don't know the character, no. um, but from your face, um, yeah, it is a famously, famously heralded up as a hugely racist yeah. uh, Asian-American um, caricature um, and, and like, 
people after that film because he called himself yeah. the Donger yeah. in it. Um, people uh, like Asian people after that film would be called the Donger, like disparagingly. Um, interestingly, he has gone on record uh, years later saying he didn't even realise he was being offensive. It's not like he was forced into it. And he still finds some of the jokes funny to this day. But that obviously doesn't excuse the people who wrote the character. Now, yeah. I hadn't seen 16 Candles, but I watched a, a compilation of uh, his character. And yeah, it's real bad. Like, it's, yeah. it's really every time the character enters the screen, there's a gong sound effect. It's really bad. Now, having said that, this film, I think, portrays it a lot better. Yeah. Um, and that is why I think there's trans... So, um, so, let's, it, on so let's sort of chat about the film. Uh, there's, uh, it is be- eventually based in Thailand. The um, retreat's the wrong word. The mission that the uh, Peace Corps is eventually sent on is in sure. Thailand. So there's a lot of Thai people. Uh, and Gere Watanabe's character sure. in this, uh, although he unfortunately is Japanese, not Thai. Yeah, um, a lot of people in this didn't necessarily look... Uh, well, apparently, uh, that was my other thing about it, is yeah. they did use a lot of Thai families okay. as uh, as the actors. Sure. Although they did uh, recreate the village based on a tribe in Burma, yeah. which is a, well, nearby Thailand, not in Thailand. No. It's uh, Or Myanmar, as it is uh, also known. I the, honestly what, don't know which... to not call it one... I, I do not I, know. I know. And it's you know what? Like a, a, I did a play where this is a joke. Where like, you saw yeah, this yeah, play, no, saw the play where there's a joke well, about like I don't know. Which, uh, I still don't know which one it is. Dear friends, uh, uh, if you have any friends thoughts, thoughts to tell us which is the correct it? one, what I believe it is is there's one that's um that is like the official name, and there's sure. one that British people just ah, called it because yes. they refuse to uh, change. But at the same time, I think it may also be that one was the British name. And one was, I think maybe Myanmar was the name from the uh, military junta that took over yeah. in quite a brutal and, way. So and it, you know I, what is the best way for us to figure this out? By kind of just guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the best you know what, way Jamie, for two white guys just kind of guess. we gotta, we got to put our faith in French thoughts and guys. <laughs> French thoughts. French thoughts. It's spelled F-O-T-S. No, F O U T S. Of course, <laughs> <Thoughts>. idiots. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's sort of. Um, but yeah, so that's a little. So we will Can touch we... on Gary Watanabe's character quite a lot, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so that's a little bit of background. He has come off what even at the time was seen as a little bit controversial. Obviously, nowhere near as much as it well, is today. Yeah, it's the impact um, of it is more. Yeah. Uh, so he's coming off that, yeah. and and I would say does a lot better. Now I need to give you. Um, the kind of one overlapping bit, I think, between Peace Corps and the show context. Okay. And that is, of course, when writing this film, they wrote the script, they were kind of looking to kind of get it out of there. And oh, I did know this. I, I, names, didn't, I didn't end sure. up putting it in. But, yeah. And uh, they kind of want to get the blessing of the head of the Peace Corps. They want, they want this to be endorsed by the Peace Corps because, of course, that's a, yeah. it's a big recommendation yeah. to the States, really. Because uh, this film was in production for six years before yeah. it was actually so made. It started in 1980. And at one point, they gave us the then head of the Peace Corps... And his review of the script uh, was that this was like spitting on the American flag. Yep. <laughs> and you know what? I mean, he's probably I'm not wrong. Not, he's probably not wrong. It, it ends up getting the blessing of the Peace Corps. Yeah, and we'll I see, don't know why. We'll see by the end of uh, whether we thought it was a good idea. Yeah, so, so let's uh, let's dive into this film. So we um, have Tom Hanks' character. We'll just sort of do an overview of the characters. Got Tom Hanks' character, who is, if, you, if anyone has listened to uh, episode two, which... 
by download numbers I know many people have, um, it's basically the same character that he plays in Love Boat. Uh, it is this extremely wealthy wanker. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, he is very specifically a Yale graduate. Yeah, he's a bit of a Kennedy uh, type. Like yeah, he, he brings up a lot that money. he's a, yeah brings up a lot that is he's a Yale, uh, Yale graduate. Um, I believe a fun little fact is that his family. I can't remember which state it is. It's either Maine or Wisconsin, but they own the entire state of Maine. Yeah, they literally own the state of Maine, which, which is, is a fun little comedy. Which is a funny bit. Uh, we start off, of course, uh, in a gambling room. So yeah. Tom Hanks has. Uh, at the time, something like thirty, forty thousand dollars of debt, which nowadays would be the current of within. It was, it was twenty-eight thousand is what he has, and, uh, and like these days it's right over two hundred thousand. It's so a lot of fucking he, money. He's gotten really in debt uh, again in a back room betting ring. He decides to uh, boldly um, double or nothing. Yeah, it seems that the Lakers are playing. Let's say the Jets. Uh, the, the, Le- Jets. The, the Lakers are playing the New York Jets, Jets, the football team, in a very interesting uh, matchup. I'm talking about the Winnipeg Jets, the Winnipeg ice hockey team, of course. <laughs> oh, even more. I mean, who would win? Definitely the ice hockey team. It's <laughs> coming to smack. Um, he can beat doubles or nothing. The go- which is great. The man he owes the debt to is kind of the owner of this bar, the shady establishment, goes, that seems pretty dumb. Don't do it. And he goes, look, I'm graduating tomorrow, right? So worst comes to worst, I'll get the cash from my dad, but we'll, we'll sort this out for fun. Yeah. Double or nothing. So the guy goes short. Uh, he's graduating, and of course, uh, here's that the Lakers lose, and he's fucked. He goes to his daddy, uh, who uh, is a Batman. It's oh, he's a hilarious man. Thank you very much. One of my favorite jokes in this um, is he goes, Dad, and he goes, I'm not your real dad. You're adopted. And then Tom Hanks goes, no, I'm not. And he goes, yeah, but can't I dream? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he's a... He owns the state of Maine. Sure, that kind of yeah, makes and, him a wanker. Yeah, like they are all... It's, um, if you're and, British, think, think aristocrat, right? Yeah. And and when he when he first comes on screen, I almost thought he was doing an English accent. He's doing a very yeah. posh American accent. Posh very, American very, 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 very. are weird for British people because yeah. you rarely hear them. Like, they don't really come about. Like, the Kennedys are sort of have that posh Massachusetts accent. What's your ride? Sounds something like this, which is not a Massachusetts accent normally. No. But it is this very posh, very old. Yeah. It tends to be very old money. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's effective for the character. Sure. He's constantly wearing tuxedos in these opening yeah, scenes. Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, he's also having a lot of sex. You know, he, yeah. uh, his roommate walks in and, uh, briefly and you know, he's been sleeping outside. He goes in and, and Tom Hanks has been just uh, having sex with this lady all night long and uh, on his graduation day. So he goes to his dad and he says, Dad, I need 28 grand. Is it 28 48? 48, I think. I'm not sure. Something like that, I say. Yeah. His dad goes, ha, no. And he goes, Dad, I'm going to be murdered if not. Yeah, they're going to break my kneecaps. And he's like, learn to be self-sufficient. I you know learn to use a walker. I appreciate that these right-wing people who uh, tell everyone to pull them up by their bootstraps uh, are also willing to let their children uh, die. die. <laughs> uh, so, Saw that mantra. Uh, the the, so the, the it, bad guys uh, who may as well be Tony Macaroni and uh, he's, he's very American. Yeah. Italian American, he's yeah. kind of like a stereotype. Uh, in these early stages, the bad guys are basically just racial stereotypes yeah. of um, an angry black man and an angry Italian man. Yeah. Um, um, so he ends up, I can't remember how, but he ends up playing, at the airport. Sure. Um, he, trying he, he to jumps out the window, he gets in his car, goes to the airport. Yeah. Um, and his, his, friend, his friend is there, is about to go off to the Peace Corps two years. Um, for two years. And he says, Let me swap with you. And he says, Okay, but I want um, your car and I want the sign to your deed. And he, Sure. Wants a bunch of stuff. He says, yes, fine. Swaps with him. 
Um, he gets on the plane. This is where we meet John Candy's character, who is a goody two-shoes is the wrong word, but that sort of um, American do-gooder. Yeah. Teddy Thomas from Tacoma, Washington so is, is vaguely his name. Yes, um, yeah, and he's, 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 he's from Washington State. Uh, he sings a the Washington dweeb. State um, football chant a lot, yeah. like which is apparently a thing in America where people are obsessed with their college sure. uh, football chants. And like yeah. he's, a, he's a do-gooder. He's want, wants to do it. He's, Jamie, oh, let's go and help people. Um, yes. Do you not remember uh, St. Andrew's football chants? I mean, of course, it, it goes something like this. Yeah, yeah, St. Andrews, yeah. I, I, even, even as huge football fan, Jamie Hoxton, nope, don't know. Um, uh, but yeah, so that's why we meet John Candy's character. Uh, Tom Hanks tries to get away from him, and that's sure. when we meet Rita Wilson's character. Yes. Um, he finds her sleeping, and he goes and sits next to her, and like, has uh, wakes her up and she's like, oh, hello, darling. And she's like, oh, oh, wait, who are you? And she somehow knows him. She see though, he, he basically took his... Uh, uh, his friend's identity. And yes. No, it's sticker. So it's sticker. It, so she's like, oh, you're... Terry Thomas, whatever it is. She some, knows for some reason. Well, I think they got, like, bios of the people they'll be working with. So, like, when you have a roommate assignment, ah, you know okay. a little bit about them before. So, um, then uh, some weird... Tom Hanks starts laying on the smooth. Yes. Starts doing a little... Well, well, hey, what's, I don't yeah. know how to lay on the smooth. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, interesting. Um, uh, uh, but, and we eventually get a, another line, which is fun, which is uh, he like starts kissing her hand, and she's like, "What are you doing? I thought we were being friends." And they're like, "This is what I do with my friends." The interesting thing with the Tom Hanks character, and it's more so in the beginning, although it carries all the way through, is the film is not the film doesn't necessarily like him no no it doesn't um, it absolutely he's doesn't. quite racist uh, yeah he's, he at one point definitely makes like a fairly like oh you're a jap like a lot of those jokes towards Rita Wilson's character is meant to be Jewish yeah um, he makes a couple of like oh I'm being chased by this barbarian like the, the savage by about yeah the but, but again him. you're not supposed no, to relate to that this guy is, is a, dick. a he's dick he's being a dick so it's making fun of, of that him. of him and of that uh, opinion which sure. is uh, effective sometimes a little bit off other times sure um, so they get off the plane um and we get another funny line when he's like, someone says, oh, yeah, you're going off here. And he's like, oh, no, I'm not Peace Corps material. It, it's not that I can't help these people. It's that I don't want to. <laughs> so, again, like, this film is, uh, like, is pretty well written for its just, like, pure jokes. Yeah, on a joke level, it's not bad. So, so then we can enter the conflict of the film, and that's pretty easy to sum up fairly quickly, yeah. right? They need to build a bridge. Their kind of mission is building a bridge across this river for the local townspeople yep. in Thailand. Um, people want I would, access I would, to the bridge. Not I mean, to miscarriage, but I would call them village people rather than townspeople. Sure. And not the, not, yeah, yeah. Not the uh, YMCA uh, kind. Along this way, uh, John Candy <laughs> gets kidnapped by the local communist army and converts into communism yep. radically in yep. what, the best joke of the film. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's great fun. Oh, um, which is great. He, he goes, he's kind of tied to this post. They go, you know, we will convert you to communism. He's like, I'm American through and through. There's no way you're going to convert me. And they can, like, smash cut to him down with the American dogs. And he's more vehemently communist than anyone. That is a yeah. really good joke. Yeah. Um, other than that, the other people uh, who want the bridge. Yeah, so, uh, uh, so basically, each of our main characters meets someone who wants the bridge, the bridge. in some manner. Uh, Rita Wilson meets um, a man who's he's just the head of the Peace Corps sure. in the local he area. He says he's an agricultural yeah, uh, says. associate. Um, so, and it turns out he's actually a member of the CIA. Yeah. Um, so I, I think the communists want the bridge to invade the town, basically, yeah, yeah. and spread communism. the word of communism um, and get rid of the Peace Corps. I don't know why the CIA want it. The I CIA didn't quite wants get it that. so they could basically 
move into the town with like weapons and stuff and then just bulldoze in to okay, cool. um, and then Tom Hanks in the middle of a uh, gambling ring that he sets up with a bunch of local Thai people again um, which is amongst like there's not to, to be fair so I would like to say when they first get off um, sure. and land here I almost stopped watching the film because there is an really awful joke when John Candy starts doing and I'm not gonna do it but think of any racist character of a white man doing an Asian language yeah, yeah, yeah. shouting it at uh, yeah, a local yeah, yeah. Thai person and it's really bad and I thought oh this is fuck this is gonna be so bad I'm gonna be really uncomfortable for an hour now there aren't actually that many problematic jokes there's that it one is... there's one in the gambling room where he says okay place your bets and they all bring out like farm animals yeah, yeah. again a little bit problematic not great by today's standards there's a couple more but other than that it's all Boy. right for the problematic jokes. And I'm re- you know what I'm really looking forward to? What? When we hit the 90s and the word problematic isn't the most used oh, word yeah, on this yeah. goddamn show. The interesting thing about this film, and I think it continues all the way through, is that it is criticising, and it feels like, and maybe, yeah. maybe that's a modern thing, but it feels like it's criticising this kind of volunteerism thing oh, it absolutely of is. white people showing... And there's a great scene, which I quite like, which is where... Uh, they've shown up, the, towns, the village people, the, the kind of local people uh, by the bridge. John Candy, who is a, you know, a geoengineer or whatever, says, okay, we're going to build this bridge. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to cut down the tuck trees. And he's speaking like they're idiots. He's speaking quite rudely. Uh, and he's basically saying, okay, I'm in charge. You do all this. And the guy is meant to be 23, 24, yeah. right? Young. The undergrad, the basic undergrad graduates. And um, he gets more and more angry and it kind of fails. And then... Uh, Gede Watanabe's character sure. comes in, like, um, and he uh, is just like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like, and it turns out he is the most educated. From yeah. he like went and went to an Americanized school in Bangkok. He's yeah. come back um, as the most intelligent, and he just starts laying into John Candy like, yeah. "Stop being an American dickhead! Like, these are sacred trees. You're not touching them. Stop being a twat." Um, yeah. And he basically does act as that character for at least the first third or so of the film, yeah, yeah. just like undercutting the American characters, being yeah. like, "Stop being such dickheads." And and even obviously he is put he is an American man he sure. is a putting the actor is an American man he is putting on an accent but yeah, in but terms of you know racist Asian caricatures he's not doing a really awfully offensive accent the, no no, no. I, but but also and here's my thing I and this was obviously I guess broaches on a wider topic I think the issue is less it, the uh, you would only be doing a racist accent if. You, he was doing it for comic effect. Yeah, it, it, the, the, yeah, the, the accent effect. is never the butt of the joke. No, the nor are he's the people, character. N- nor are the people ever sure. really the butt of the I joke. D- to be fair, I don't know if the accent sounds vaguely tight. So no. that, yeah. I, that's my, my part, I guess. But um, so it, it may well be that actually this is really inaccurate. But, but in the same way of like, I would say the equivalent of uh, you know an English person playing. Um, I, I don't know, like a French, like a, like hello, hello, that that, so it, you know, that level of accent, right? Like it's not yeah. necessarily meant to be. Uh, not, you know, actually, even in there, that is the joke is the accent. Yeah. Uh, so he's just playing a Benedict Cumberbatch's doing Doctor Strange. He's doing American yes, accent. It's good, not good. great. It's not a good that accent. He's not originally it. from that place. He's not doing great no, accent. But, no, but the, the, accent of the joke. No, the accent isn't the joke. Exactly. So, so let's. Uh, so the final third people that want this uh, bridge is, as I said, in a gambling ring. Tom Hanks uh, meets the local crime, dr- lord, crime yeah. lord, drug dealer, whatever you want to call him, and he wants the bridge so he can bring opium into the town. And so he says to Tom Hanks, look. You build me this bridge in six weeks, and I'll give you anything you want. Yeah. Tom Hanks says he wants like forty-eight thousand flight back to America. Blah 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 blah. Sure. This is when we also meet um, his uh, bodyguard, who is like a femme fatale 
with like strong nails who yeah. Tom Hanks keeps on thinking is, is Laurent to have sex with him but she's actually a bodyguard um, and that would result in quite a funny joke uh later on when she's trying to kill him yeah um and this was a joke that i actually thought was way like modern for 1980s time which is when uh, she tries to kill him she's then speaking in thai to tom hanks yes. and then the subtitles come up yeah. come up and tom hanks in in world looks at the sure. uh subtitles reads them and then responds to that so- and that's the sort of fourth wall uh, comedy yeah. breaking that I don't actually associate with that sort of time. Uh, fair. I, like, I can understand why that would be. I think it is actually more characteristics of that time than, especially in that way, than a lot of stuff nowadays. Just in terms of like, it's very Mel Brooksy. Yeah. Um, it is. It's, it, and a lot of this film is, right? A lot of this film is kind of this kind of like Mel Brooks, uh, fourth wall, wall style breaking. Like, you've got these kind of segments. And there's a plot, sure, but it's not really about the plot, right? The plot is they build a bridge and they build a bridge and then eventually, eventually spoilers. Uh, they blow it up. Yeah, that, that's the yeah. Bill. They find out that actually it's not a good thing that they built this bridge. No, they everyone have, wants to use it. They have a don't kill towns people. Uh, turn of crisis. Uh, moment of crisis. Turn of fate. Words. Words. Yeah. Um, you know what we mean. Sure. Um, and ah uh, uh, oh, fuck. No, I'm not going to find it. Um, but yeah, and so they realise that it's not actually a good thing, and they try to blow up to stop um, the communists coming in. And, sure. Uh, so let's just hit on a couple other nice uh, moments uh, of this film. The whole John Candy communist plot it's, is it's is just great fun. Funny, like he's he's really throwing himself into I, it. Like it's honestly, genuinely fun. I would hundred percent recommend you look that up on YouTube because yeah. I, I think it holds up to yeah. this day. And there's a, there's a bit later in uh, the film where they're trying to s- quite slap literally him slap him out of it. So they'll slap him one way and it'll be going like, the American dog, just kill him. And then slap him the other way and it'll yeah. be doing the American, the, the football chant from yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. There's also later when the communists are invading and they are chanting like, fight, fight, Washington, yeah. fight, fight. That's like great, like, yeah, really, it's really good typewriting. really writing. funny. Um, it's very that era, but like that holds up really well. Yeah. Um, um, the, uh, even the Tom Hanks stuff, there's, there's for a guy who starts off uh, very much unlikable. Yeah, so he does he have a redemption on, arc. So eventually, yeah. uh, Rita Wilson's character gets kidnapped by the CIA director. There's um, a scene where uh, he finds this out. He finds out from... Uh, <laughs> but it's basically Lady's Death Strike from X2. Um, and he's like, oh, wait, she's been kidnapped. And then... Uh, <laughs> and the, he uh, had originally been thinking that the CIA director... He, she'd bitten, sure. gone off and fucked the CIA director. Yeah. And he's like, oh, thank God she's not fucking... Yeah. And pours himself like a whiskey. Yeah. And then everyone... Like, the... Uh, he's like... I, yeah. Uh, at tune, uh, the character. I feel like name. we should. Yeah, should, say we should, save should someone be saying, "Let's go save her." Um, and yeah, again, nice fun uh, jokes. They go yeah. in, um, they save her, they get her out. They realise they need to um, save the village. Um, he does like a big rousing speech, and he was expecting like applause. Uh, yeah. And then At tune just goes. You know, we never liked the bridge either. Like, what were you expecting? We're not going to applaud you for reverting your <laughs> shitty mistakes. Um, um, uh, and they end up, yeah, blowing up the, the bridge. bridge. Tom Hanks has his hero moment. He's obviously already saved Rita Wilson's character. Sure. Um, the uh, dynamite doesn't work, so he goes up um, <laughs> and uh, onto the bridge to try to fix it. Uh, what are you laughing at? Because there's this great joke where he goes to trouble at the bridge, the CIA gets there, they have this fight. And to win the fight, he goes, oh, yeah. like, look, a Russian U-plane or something up in the sky. Yeah, and the guy's he like, away, what? And then he just pushes him over. over. 
Um, yeah, this is just after him saying, oh, Brains has always beaten Braun. And he just starts going, look that way, essentially. Yeah, and then pushes him off. Uh, and then dives off. And then they blow up the, the bridge immediately after he dives <laughs> off. And you see this bridge, like, collapsing into the river right where he was. Sure. Like, they could have waited. There is. And then basically, uh, the film ends with, he's opened a casino. They're, they're kind of reference all the way through, sort of, he's kind of started this gambling ring. He has a bar called Lawrence's. His name is Lawrence in the yeah. film. A bit like Lawrence Arabia. Yeah. But, um, and that's... Uh, and there is that's a, a romantic ending to he him. He wins, they Like, she's, he's drowned in the um, water and then she's given him mouth to mouth and then they make out uh, that classical dog. Um, so, yeah, um... Thoughts on this film before we move on to ratings? Because we kind of sort yeah. of blasted through specific moments, but general I mean, it's thoughts? not... Look, I think... It's an ancient case, right, where there's there's definitely stuff where if you were an Asian American, if you were just someone of Asian descent in general, and you watched this film and then you came back to us and you're like, hey, this was more offensive than you could even realise, I would not be surprised, right? No. Like, there's a lot of stuff here where I'm like, I don't... I get that at its core, this film is trying to satirize these things. Whether it does it effectively or not, I don't know. And nor really is it for me to say, no. right? Like, that's, it's not all, or either of us. So, what I will say is, though, and, may, and, and if we are able to get over that stuff, it's only because we're two white guys, yeah. right? But there are some really good jokes. told from but our voices was, and the way yeah, we yeah. talk. And what was, has been variously yeah. labeled the worst film of his career. This really? is not the is worst. Is this seriously been labeled? This is not the worst no, film. It's not. We watched more not. worse stuff. Yeah, there are some, alone, it's way worse. There are some like, like the last like, two films we watched, like Bachelor Party and the the, uh, the Man with the One Red Shoe, are both way worse than this. Yeah, and and whereas the kind of the problems with this are definitely more prominent, the jokes in this are way better. And so, like like some of the uh, Mel Brooks, for example, right? Like some of Mel Brooks' stuff hasn't necessarily aged well uh, in terms of his racial uh, things, and yet a lot of the jokes do, and. And because I, I I don't I don't hate it I do like parts of it. What I really wish is more so than Bachelor Party, someone would remake this film. Yeah. This film is really relevant to like yeah. volunteerism to people going on their gap yard and like going out there and thinking like oh I'm saving the world, but really you're working for the corporation. The fact that like this kind of foreign aid thing is really just a means of expanding an American worldview and America's foreign policy, even though it presents itself as trying to solve issues. I like that. All that stuff really holds up. Uh, yeah. What about you? Um, so, yeah, I, like I said, I went into this, and maybe my, and I genuinely really enjoyed this film a yeah. lot more than anything we've watched recently. Like, it genuinely got big laughs from yeah. me, which, which few things we've watched so far, despite the early career of Tom Hanks being mostly comedies. Like, I found some of the jokes really good in this and the writing great. I completely agree with you. It's not my place to say whether this is problematic. I feel like compared to other things we've watched, yeah. definitely less problematic than that. And even compared to literally a direct comparison to sure. uh, Gary Watanabe's character in Sixteen Candles, it, it's much better than that. Um, we didn't really, we didn't actually end up touching on his character much, but he is almost like a, a heart of the film. Like he's, yeah. a, he's a really genuine character. Like nothing about he's him the is... Only... The stereotype is never the joke. He has actually funny lines. Yeah. He's actually someone trying to be a good person in the yeah, film. Yeah. And he's, like... he's the only... Everyone else has a... John Candy becomes a communist. Uh, Rita Wilson, I guess, is the other heart of the film. But even then, yeah. she has this kind of, I'm going to go save the people of Thailand kind of thing. And actually, yeah. they don't really want their help. No. Tom Hanks is obviously a dick. Yeah. And so he's the only character who's kind of like... Genuinely just a nice guy. Yeah, which is, um, which is good. And again, is nice. if the film was remade, 
I would either he'd be like one of the main. Uh, he'd be more prominent in terms of casting, right? Like yeah, he'd be a better. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I, I genuinely really enjoyed this film. But what I would like to read you, and uh, you've sure. noted that I have a piece of paper, is a couple of reviews because they are slicing reviews. It actually got mixed reviews, and yeah. I'm not going to read the positive ones because it's basically similar things to what we've said. But I did find the Chicago Tribune's review quite funny. This is by Cecil. Um, uh, Gene Sisko. He's yes. a very famous American reviewer. Uh, I have not heard of him, but okay, I'll take your word for it. Um, he said, two lame performances by its uh, leading actors, the vastly overrated Tom Hanks yeah. and the consistently disappointing John Candy. And he elaborates describing John Candy, and I fucking love this description. Playing an animated bowling ball can be very funny in short bursts. And it can work in a supporting movie role, Siege Candy and Splash. Uh, but when you're a top build star, when the movie is about your character, then you had better give us a character with some depth of emotion. Now, firstly, I would like to add, he's not criticising John Candy there, he's criticising the writing. Secondly... Candy is not a bigger role in this than he was no, in Splash. He's uh, not. He probably has a little bit more screen. He's time, top bill sure. because he's more famous at this point. Okay, fair. But I would say, in terms of relevance to the plot, he is maybe slightly more relevant to the plot. But his character is not an. No, he's still a, he's not, he's still a gag. He's right? still like, he's the still... gag. He's not the fucking emotional core of the film. So what the fuck are you asking for? Um, yeah, and as for Hanks, as in The Man with the Wild Red Shoe and Bachelor Party, he again turns us off with his smug attitude. Bill Murray is smug and cocky in all of his films too, but there is a human, relaxed, everyman-based to Murray's screen persona that isn't off-putting. By comparison, Hanks comes off as a jerk. Now, firstly, I find this, this funny plays because into, uh... plays into our unified theories yeah, yeah. of Hanks, um, but also... That's the point of the character, yeah, you yeah. fucking dick. He's supposed to be a Whereas twat. in other things, to be fair, he isn't necessarily meant to be as much ridiculous. No, as absolutely not. This is by far, he and we'll get onto is, this. He's we'll, abhorrent. Yeah, right? we'll like, get onto this in in the dick meter. But yeah, he's supposed to be an absolute yeah. twat. Um, so with that, uh, your rate we've got for new sure. listeners. Um, we have uh, four racing systems. We've got uh, the movie out of five, Tom Hanks performance out of five. Mm -hmm. We've got the Tom Hanks. Dick meter, just reference, we sort of think that a lot of his early characters can be quite dicks, so we're seeing whether that tracks, uh, and then we decide whether it goes in the Hanks bank, sure. uh, as mentioned earlier. If you can't remember, just scroll back yeah, 40 yeah, minutes yeah. And, and remember. So, this film out of five. So again, the, back to the thing we were saying, right? Like, obviously, uh, look, it's, it's by no means, like, there are much, there are problems with it, uh, we've talked about those length, whatever. No, not so that that's dismissive, but like we talked about those. Yeah. Those still exist. It is and as it as it goes on it gets better and more funnier. Yeah, absolutely. And as you have these like Yeah, the, more, se the more, second two thirds of this film are way stronger than that. The, yeah. the, the setup is boring, I actually don't mind that. And then once you get once you get to Thailand and they start really it felt like ridiculing these Americans. Yeah. And obviously the some people too, I guess. Um it gets funnier and funnier. There's some really strong gags in it. I would probably give it a four out of ten, a five, sorry, four out of five. Okay, so it's it, it, you know, again, this is relative to some of the other stuff. I enjoyed it a lot more than I did Bachelor Party, yeah. I, I, and I and I would cautiously recommend it. Now that's yeah. it. I tried really hard to legally watch this. Uh, I oh, watched yeah. it on YouTube instead because that was the only place I could find. Yeah, it. no, I uh, I there's no way up, to watch I ended it. up illegally downloading it. Uh, as Guess I how much the DVD cost? How much? Thirty seven pounds. Jesus fuck! Yeah. It's probably only four of them exi in no, existence yeah, yeah, exactly. anymore. Um, 
So, uh, as we all know, I give 0.5s, you don't. Sure. Um, so, I'm going to give it a 3.5. Again, okay. yeah, I really fair. enjoyed this. But, to be fair, for anyone who's uh, some eagle, eagle-eared, can you be eagle-eared? Yeah. Bat-eared. Bats are known for their earring. <laughs> so for any bat-eared listeners, um, they'll recognise that that is tied for my highest score. It ties sure. with um, Happy Days, uh, which I also gave 3.5. I, uh, I'm sort of being cautious because, you know, it's... You, you want to give yourself. Oh, room I want to give myself room, room for, for things that I know will be better than this. Um, and of course, I've watched better comedies. But in context of the things we've watched, absolutely are, ties with with my favorite yeah, thing. We've watched some really good gags. The writing is good. Like it's tight and it has really good, like just set up that's, joke punchline. I think that's, great. that's part of what I feel like. It's like if you took this exact same script. Maybe made a couple, a couple of edits script wise. Yeah, I don't think that's really where the problems are. The problems are with like. Like a director being like, "Hey, can you play this?" But as though you are more Asian or something. Yeah. Like, and, and I say that in the sense of like, can you play this broader? Like, yeah, we don't broader. even care where in Asia you're from. Just like broader, yeah. To make noise. Um. So yeah, you give it four. I give it three point five. Which you know, for yeah. for what we've had so far, it's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um. Tom Hanks' performance. <sighs> I'm not sure what the highest thing of it is. Probably something like Splash. Um. I think yeah, you gave him a five in that because you were so angry about. Yeah, I was um, so angry. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, that was really smooth. If I keep, if I could give point fives, I would give it a three point five. I don't, so I'll give it a three. Okay. Um, mainly because like I start liking it a lot more towards the end of the film than I did at the beginning. I was like, eh. By the end, I was like, I'm engaged. Uh, I'll go a lot. I, I'll give it a four. Cool. I, I actually really, I thought the early performances were like it's perfect setting up of the character, sure. and I think he does play like that pure just like absolute wanker so so well like he really elicits what you need from this role um and then like i started to see more later Mm. on like how he can be like that hero of the story as well like he played surprisingly well that that sort of hero of the story as well which i quite liked he delivered every joke with a plum like Mm. exactly how they needed to be delivered i really really enjoyed the performance as we've always said he has very good comedy chops and i think he showed this off really quite well tom hanks dick meter five really jamie so you are ignoring the hero turn no no his turn is at the end he brings capitalism to the local village people, okay? It turns out <laughs> that all these lefty hippies who have come the year after the Peace Corps was established, useless. What is good to bring to the people where uh, who need America? Capitalism. They need casinos. They need What they need is an American to come in and show them how to run their country, but to do it not from an imperialist view. No, more insidiously through capitalism. He is a dick. He is... White racist most of the film. He's acknowledged. He's not. Again, he makes. He is right He acknowledges. I think he The film acknowledges it and he sort of knows it, but he's still kind of racist. And and like. um, And again, has no intention of helping these people other than to get himself the fuck out out of the country so he can go back home and pay off his debts. Okay. So five. He's a dick. Oh, see now. He's the biggest dick he's been in this thing so far. Uh, absolutely not. You no, gave, like, you gave like, Love Boat a six. That's which true, actually, that's I true. think he's more of a dick in this than Love Boat. Oh no. Um, no, no. At Love, least to no, begin. No, with. Love Boat. He tries to pretend like he, he, he's very forceful on people. Fair. Um. Uh. So, yeah. So my my logic was at the beginning of the film he's a five. At the end of the film he's a three. Mm. Um. So I'm going to give him a four. I think a four is perfectly reasonable. But I think but my questioning is. You say all, all your reasoning, which is completely correct, but I have to go with my original score. Well, well my heart sure. told me 
But apparently I'm saying him bringing capitalism to Thailand, <laughs> to a village, small village in Thailand, is yeah. a three. So, uh, you literally, there was a, sorry, you finish off, sorry. No, I just said I don't know what that says yeah. about me. I, no, but there's a scene in it which, which apparently is not a product placement, where they literally- Oh yes, she, oh this is it, fucking he's, he's trying to seduce her, and he goes, uh, Do you want do wine you want, or whatever? And, and then he's like, no. He goes, do you want a Coke? Yeah. And she's like, what? And what? he's like, vanilla, cherry, original. <laughs> and she's like, no way. And they literally take these long sips. And you're like, what the hell? And it turns out, obviously, the film was being made, its parent corporation owns Coke. So yeah. it feels like a product placement regardless. But, according to the writer, that uh, was written in before it was owned yes. by that production company. It's definitely um, shot like a it is so, so She literally goes, oh, that's so amazing. <laughs> With, like, the Coke bottles yeah. in the It's literally stream. like, you can be in, for Americans, uh, the most dismal, hellish part of the world, but you have a Coke and everything's okay. And that's, that's what they bring to Thailand. Thailand is nothing to give them. They have a lot to give yeah. Thailand, and it's called capitalism. Yeah. Um, so, uh, all of our ratings down. Uh, is, it is it going in your hands, Bank? This is actually... There are a couple times where I've jokingly questioned whether or not it's... Yeah, no, I'm I'm fully the should, same. It where, where I've been like, aha, uh-huh. this time round, there are definitely... I have, th- I have two things in my hands, Bank, so far. Yes, you have He Knows You're Alone and Splash. Splash. And my thing about this one is it... It is a better example than Bachelor Party, I think, of what I like about comedies from this era. Yeah. And I think you could make a case to the aliens, and you could explain to them racism, and you could say, but no, 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 and you could say, look, and this is, at times, meant to be a sympathetic portrayal, and yet we get better from here. So if it was in context of a wider thing of, look how Asian representation goes from here, to somewhere later in Tom Hanks over, except I, ca- I can't remember if there's anywhere later um, where you have any other. I real... believe he plays an Asian man He's in Cloud American. Atlas. <laughs> and and here we get to my problem. So it's like, do I want to acknowledge the existence of racism to the aliens and be like, look, things can be shit and things can also be good and it's complex and it and it's a thing. Um, I am going to reluctant, and, and, and honestly, heavy heart, in parts, and again, lots of reasons why you wouldn't like this film, fair enough, um, not put it in the Hanks bank, but just know that I have I will have sat and thought about this for some time as to whether I, I actually enjoyed parts of it enough to uh, get the whitest thing a human being can say outweigh the racism. <laughs> <laughs> oh... I don't know, Al. I'm having as much of a crisis over this as I did the song. I think... Talking about it is more fun also than watching it. No, well, I genuinely enjoyed watching this. I, like, like I said, I, I had trouble in the first like 20 minutes or so when I thought I was going to be in for a real shit time. And then I was watching it, this uh, finishing watching it this morning, and I genuinely really enjoyed it. And I... I think I, I think you reluctantly have to not put it in, and I think I have to reluctantly put it in my hands bank. Look, you can't get angry with me for putting it in my hands bank. You reluctantly didn't put it in your hands bank. We are no, no, we are that's, inches that's, either that's, side that's, that's of the not, line. That's not my issue. What my issue is my hands bank. One one like what I would argue is an object uh, is a so ga- bad it's good film right which is own genre thing whatever cool uh, again Smash I would like to say other people which which, which okay. society no. as a whole enjoys okay I would again like to say he knows you're alone the film you still have rated the lowest of anything 
Yeah, but I still also think I'd really like to watch that this Halloween because it's quite fun. <laughs> oh, it um, isn't. It whereas isn't. you have an episode of Happy Days. I stand by that episode. It's great. And apparently now, volunteers. Yep. Look, oh, get fucked. You're disparaging me for saying this when you've said you enjoyed the film and we're like considering putting it in. No, no, we are literally in to see the side not, of the it's line. Not, it's not the film. It's the state of your get your hands back, get some other films in there. I'd okay? love to, Alexander, but we're not fucking watching any of them. It's not my fault the beginning of Let this crazy fucking you shit. About a little film called Splash. Please don't. Um Splash, Splash, Splash. Yeah, so I yeah, I I think I do have to put it in. I like the, the only other film I've rated a 3.5 has been Happy Days. And that's not a film. Whatever. The only other piece of media... Art. The only other piece of media that I have um, uh, rated 3.5 has been has been Happy Days. And I, I think I enjoyed this more than I enjoyed Happy Days. Mm-hmm. So I think I have to put it in. And and I, I can't say I feel great about it, but I think would I'm going to look back and I would say I enjoyed watching this. Sure. Now, I'm, I'm not saying it has to go in everyone's hands, thanks. No. I'm not saying that everyone would enjoy this. I'm not saying... That there's definitely not aspects of it that I don't know how problematic they are. But I think the writing is tight, and I think the jokes are good, especially the jokes, like, very few of the jokes are at the expense of any racial minority. So a lot of the jokes are good, irrelevant of any context, and as a child of comedy... I have to put this in, because I think the performance you know is good, and I think the writing is good. All joking aside, I, I can sympathise with where you came from, and at very least, and I think this is important, the experience of watching these films with these aliens, I think, would be a conversation, right? Like, you might be, even the way I watch a lot of films, right? You chat over them with your mates. You yeah. go, ooh, that, ah, it's funny. And I, I think that's fair. I think it's, unfortunately, I know, I, yeah, unfortunately, but, but in reality, the important we recognise this, you cannot separate the history of film from racism. No. Racism is baked into the history yeah. of film. And I, and again, that's the, that's another reason why, like, considering some of the other films we watch, and considering other films that char- actors in this film have uh, been in, like um, 16 Candles, like, it's it's not too bad for the time. And I, yeah, so I, look, I, 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 I can understand where you're coming from, so that's absolutely fair. Um, now, you did mention rom-coms, and we have forgotten one of... Forgot, it, it, it's a weird time to throw it in, but uh, we've forgotten one of our favourite segments on the show, which is you recommending a rom-com I'm not going to watch. Um, this is a film with romance in it, uh, but also... Calling a rom-com... Potentially stretch, but I would. But I would. Uh, Moonrise Kingdom by Wes Anderson... Is a comedy which has as a central narrative thread a romance. Um, it's also very weird, and it's also about two like thirteen-year-olds uh, kind of getting it on. But it's it's a really sweet, um, odd film about love and isolation when you're young and people don't think you can be in love. And if you were to give yourself a couple hours on like a Sunday. You think, ah, crack it, you know, it's on Amazon Prime, it's on Netflix. Um, I would really recommend Moonrise Kingdom. Cool, I was fully just expecting you to just say a title. Um, so no, thanks no, for that. Um, would you like, even though we are running long, yeah. uh, would you like a spicy, yeah. spicy take of mine? Oh, can I quickly give my, yes, but then afterwards, can I just give my one thing I want to put into the, show the aliens to redeem humanity afterwards? Okay, sure. um, my spicy, spicy take, I've seen one Wes Anderson film. 
for sure. Uh, it is Grand Budapest Hotel, and it made me feel physically ill. Now, I will explain this. I completely Rested. understand why people like this sure. film. And I, as someone who, who is a hobbyist photographer, I, sure. I very much enjoy seeing single frames yeah. from that film because they're very beautifully framed and mm -hmm. everything's symmetrical and it's great. But watching that, watching such perfect composition for an entire 90 minutes to two hours, like, almost gave me motion sickness. Like, I, it was an unpleasant experience watching that film. That's interesting. Um, like, because it was just so perfectly crafted that I was like, oh, stop it, please. Just show me some asymmetrical things. That's not, uh, I, I get where you come from. Um, anyway, um, sure. so... If we, uh, as always, uh, if you don't put something in your hangs bank, you have to show something that's going to save humanity this week because the film isn't, although I believe it will. Um, so what is your thing that's going to save humanity this uh, week? This week, I listened to the first time a little bit late to the game, uh, Lizzo's album, Because I Love You. It is freaking great. It is probably the best album I've listened to definitely all year, maybe in a full calendar year, like a full 365 days. It's real good. The first, just like the first opening track on that is great, and it kind of goes up from there. I really recommend it. And aliens listening to that would feel really empowered, and also like they want to get uh, laid. And you know what? That will save us. Look, Al, I always knew you were a virtue signaling cuck, but this is what? this is the final straw. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> what do be, you a, mean? be a weird late as, game time for me. As, as two white guys, uh, we've been talking about racism for the last <laughs> hour and a, ten minutes. Oh God. Right, uh, and with that in mind, do we have any more segments? I think we just got to tell. Enough. I mean, uh, let me well, ask no, you, Jamie. Well, what no, we have to tell people to to like and sure, subscribe. Sure. We have to. We have to. To punch that like button, follow us on. Uh, um, gotta hit in the face I mean, the crime. Seriously, genuinely, fucking follow us on Twitter, you dickheads. Okay, <laughs> um, uh, or follow me on Instagram, and I will also. Uh, sorry, where, where are yeah, you? At Hanks Bank Pod, um, uh, at Jamie P. Loxon for yeah. me, at Al underscore Z underscore stuff. Uh, Al underscore C's underscore stuff. Please change your handle. No. I hate it. Um, and then your D Dark Alley G on Instagram, where you yeah. have been shilling us very oh, hard recently. Aggressively. If you want to oh. see some hot, hot photos of me and uh, the person I labeled yeah. Dilf, uh, <laughs> which of course stands for Dude I'd Like to Friend. Awful. Um, and you know what? If if I stop having an existential crisis, we might throw up that song on, oh, please, uh, on, on, on Twitter or something. We're going to become SoundCloud famous, um, Jimmy. It's going to be great. Um, if SoundCloud you, if you don't want to, you know, if you want to listen to that magic over and over without having to find it in the podcast. Um, but other than that, you're you're good. Any final thoughts for do our lovely sign off? Trump Hanks is improving as an actor every day. Do you mean at the time? Or, or like I now, because said I said what I think. Okay, it was unclear. But from uh, <laughs> from me, Jamie, and my co-host Al, that's one more ep in the bank. Oh God, I thought we were doing that. Hans Bank.